Nigeria, Nigerians will tell you, like, if you're coming here, they'll tell you, oh, come, there's plenty jobs, there's plenty this. And in your mind, well, I had the ideology that uh, plenty jobs, they mean that when I come here as far, um, I will quickly find office job or something, or I'll find a good job finally yeah, for my qualification. You yeah. understand? I'll see, like, a job that fits my qualification, and yeah, that's it. You know, my life has started. But the truth is, what they mean by there's plenty jobs and there's plenty opportunities is actually there's plenty minimal jobs. By minimal jobs, I mean cleaning, um, you know, what do you call it? Like taking care of old people, you know, this thing that I'm saying. Eh? Most people that live here will never come out of the when I come in this country. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do that belay. No matter where you go, make you not forget area. Area na Nanja Tio de Batile Bada Waleo Waleo How I wish say I fit reach you anywhere you day You day Far away That's one no say make you the bone area Motherland, yo. Chine do somebody borrow you a go. Make you che travel go Chicago. Remember, Nam, the selling car. So you go, go America. All these people, Hello, when everyone. they raise Welcome you, back still they stay. For face me, I face you. Promise we'll have you, you no go fashy them. Every other month, you go to the touch podcaster like mine. Like me, this is the first time I'll be having a podcaster on. At the mm. show, yeah, this, this is the first time. So, hello, Maxine, what's up? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. I'm very well, thank you very much. <laughs> so, would you like to introduce yourself to my listeners? Okay, um, okay, I can do that. Um, hi, everyone, my name is Maxine. Uh, I am a journalist living in Ireland, and I'm also a podcaster, like you said. So, yeah. <laughs> So before we start, I want to ask how long you have been in Ireland. Um, it's almost a year now. So you should have been getting the Ireland accent. Eh, I'm sorry, Paddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want you to give us the Ireland. <laughs> My dear, if you meet anybody with the with the Irish accent, you nah, it's not cute. Mm. It is not cute. It is not zero <laughs> at all. But yeah, the Irish accent is not very, in my opinion, not very sexy. Um, if I'm wrong, don't correct me. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's very sexy. Okay. Um. So I wanted you to walk me through the process of coming to Ireland. Mm, okay. How, how is it? Okay. So I came into Ireland um as a student. I did not come in. So there are many ways to come into to Ireland, really, because. Um, how do I put it now? Ireland is one of the more like laid back countries when it comes to immigration and stuff. So people coming through multiple methods. There's students. There are some that just like straight up just get jobs and come here if you're lucky enough. Um, and there are people that are I think that seek asylum. I know a lot of asylum seekers here actually. And yeah, but not not usually from Nigeria to be honest. I've not seen any asylum seeker from Nigeria. Mostly from like you know Egypt. Uh, some other African countries, yeah. So but yeah, means, sorry. So that means it's easier to it's easier to come to Ireland. Like the process, mm, the process is not difficult. Let me, let me put it like that because um, I initially was trying to go to Canada, and yeah, you, you <laughs> well, so, yeah. in my yeah. podcast, but well, yeah. we all know that went. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's quite easier. So let me put it this way: it's not like Canada is difficult, but if you're going to um, school in Canada as a student, well, it's kind of difficult. Do you understand? And in yeah. Ireland, it was mo- it was easier. So um, how do I put it now? Canada was more uh, okay. I wanted to go to a good school. Let me start from there, because if you want to go to like just like, you just want to go to school, like just want to use school as a ticket to get into Canada, you can always do that with a community college or something. Do you get? But yeah. with the father that I have. My dad was like, no, if you, you're going... Okay, so me leaving Nigeria was not a, oh, you're leaving to Grand Japa type of thing. It was actually school. Do you get? So you know so what Japa? 
Oh, of course, of course, I do want a jackpot. If jack, jackpot is just an addition to the to the matter, <laughs> do you get? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like of course, I but do want a jackpot. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, when I was um, trying to get get into Canada, most of the good schools, like you know, like proper top schools, were <laughs> they were rejecting my ass. Mm-hmm. And then I was starting to wonder and question myself, like, is it that I do not know book? I be something else is involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of stuff but yeah um i started looking into schools in europe and the school that i am in right now was like is like proper one of the top schools in europe and i was like yeah plus it's even cheaper by the way school schools here are cheaper and it's relatively cheaper to the uk schools in the uk are very expensive um so yeah i applied to the school that i'm in now and i got the admission and that was it the rest was history please can you Walk us through the process. Let me type it because it'd be like said, you come here next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't understand this country again. Okay. <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me see if I can let me see if I can do this justice. Um okay, so the first step was finding a school. I found a school and no, actually I messaged a friend first. So my friend was in Ireland by then already. My friend was in Dublin. And then I messaged him and I'm like, oh, what's up? How is Ireland? Is it good? Is it nice? You know, that kind of stuff now. And yeah. it was like, yeah, Ireland is very good. You can come here. It's very nice. You know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. he told me that when he was applying, that he had like somebody that helped him out. So I was like, okay, that's not bad. And then he now told me that it was free, by the way. Uh-uh. I'm like, free, okay? Like the agent is not going to collect money. I was like, yeah, the agent is not going to collect money that the schools pay the agent. So I was like, okay, let me try it. I was like, it kind of hurts. Do you understand? And last, I think is it doesn't turn out to be truly free. I don't actually mind paying because I was done applying by myself at this point. Do you get? Yeah. So um, I collected the agent's number. I reached out to the lady, and she was like, "Um, what do you want to study?" I told her what I wanted to study, and I told her that my dad has a rule that I can't just go to any our school; that it has to be a top ranking school. Then she was like, "She will get back to me like later in the evening." Then she, when she got back to me, she sent me a sent me a list of like different questions. Ah, sorry, different schools. Sorry. Well, I for know they do podcast. Sorry, my brain is keeping. So yeah, um, so she sent me a list of different um schools, and then she was like, I should look into these schools. I didn't even bother looking into anything because my dad was frustrating me at that point. By the way, because I was sending different schools, and he'd be like, no, zero, no. So I just sent him like the schools, and my dad just got back to me and said. Um, I like University of Limerick. I like this one. Go ahead and apply. Do you get? Yeah. So I told the woman that I wanted to apply for that one. And she was like, okay, let's do it. So we applied and then I paid, I think it was 20K then for the application fee. When I tell you that this country is actually cheap, because in Canada, most of the places I applied to were like $150, um, one, like $100 share minimum. Do you get? And yeah. 50K is like how much? Like 50 euros, I think. So that was pretty cheap, right? And yeah, I paid, yeah, it's pretty cheap. So I paid the application fee and I was waiting for the admission. Funny enough, like two weeks later, they reached out to me that they wanted to do an interview. And they sent me like the uh, requirements for the interview. They were like, uh, they are going to do like a, a English test or something, something, you know, that kind of stuff now. Like they just want to be able to, they want to be able to discern if you can actually speak English. That's what the interview really is about. So I did the interview and I killed it, by the way. The interview was funny because it's, um, the guy that did the interview for me is even my head of um, department. So till now, like we joke about that interview because like the interview was more like talking to a friend. He called me and, you know, we started like discussing in the middle of the discussion. Nepal took light. He was so fascinated by Nepal taking light. He was like, oh my God, what just happened? And I'm like, ah, they took light though. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So he was like, oh, tell me more. Like, what is Nigeria like? I told him, gave him the lowdown. He asked me, he was like, what's the population of, um, you know, Lagos? And I told him, I don't even know how many million I told him. I think I told him 7 million or more than that. So, yeah, he was like, oh my God, that is, wait, population of Lagos cannot possibly be 7 million, right? I can't remember what I told him. I should not Google the answer. <laughs> oh, you googled the answer. I definitely did Google the answer. Are you joking? I googled it though. My my iPad was right beside me. Whatever it was saying, and I needed to like cross check. I was googling that. Um, yeah. So I googled it, and then I told him the answer. I was like, "Wow, that is so big that um Ireland is just like a population of three million people." Ah, 
I said, your country, sir. Your country. <laughs> your country. He said, yeah. I said, wow. Okay. Then we just, you know, kept on conversing. And at the end of the, funny enough, I did before then, I didn't even know that the interview was supposed to be um, like, you know, to discern if I could speak English or not. What they just said was after the interview, I was supposed to take an English test. Do you get? So it was supposed yeah. to be interview first, then English test next. So after like one hour of talking to this man on the phone and just telling him about Nigeria and, you know, I just said him about Buari, just said him about everything that was wrong with Nigeria, basically. Buari is <laughs> You get. Yeah. <laughs> so after like talking to this man for a long time and it goes, oh, um, I don't think there's a need for you to take the English test. Um, I can see pretty well that you can communicate properly in English and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, really? Thank you very much. And I was really gassed because, I, I mean, I was the only one. By time, by time I even resumed school, I realized I was the only one that didn't do that, do that test, so, you know. So it was was a it was a head busting moment for me, and yeah, that was it. I got my admission letter in the mail the next day, and okay. I had gotten a, I had gotten admission at that point. So that that's one stage down, right? Yeah. Um, the next stage after that one is what what do you call it? Getting your visa. So if you remember, panoramic was outside. That was last year, Abby. Last year was twenty twenty, Abby. Yeah. So panoramic and lockdown started in March. All, all this while that I'm talking, I'm talking about May. Yeah. So it was like around May and school was just, um, resuming in September. So there was par- panoramic outside. I know most offices were still closed. And so sorry I'm saying panoramic because your audience might not know that I'm a crazy person. It's pandemic. There was a pandemic outside. <laughs> so what was I saying? <laughs> what was I saying? Um, Is there offices yeah. closed? Yeah, offices were closed. So yeah, um, the visa office was closed. I'm like, God, afflictions are not rise again. Me, I will leave this country in this 2020. Is enough? Is enough? Do you get? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're just waiting for uh, the this thing, the pandemic to be over. So later they fixed a date. I think this was in like June. Yeah, I think this was in like June. They fixed a date in June, and then they said, uh, everybody can start booking appointments now and whatnot. Um, remember the agents that did the application for me? They also do the visa uh, as well. Like, it's not like they do the visa for you. Like, they will go and have to submit it to. But, like, they help you, like, go through your documents and make sure, like, everything is top-notch and whatnot. You get Yeah. So, then the woman reached out to me. She called me immediately. She was like, ah, oh, Maxim, they're now booking appointment to go online and just, like, pay for the appointment down so that we'll just know that the rest, that whatever else we need to do is to, um, Clema, wait, is to, sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. is to just go and submit your application <laughs> so i'm like oh okay yeah so i was on that same night immediately i quickly book appointments and i think my appointment was for like um i think a week's time from then like a week so i had a week to put together all my documents Did you get yeah so i was like okay let me see the list of documents i needed it was easy because my school was being sponsored by you know my parents so it was quite easier but if you're doing it yourself is a little bit more tricky, right? Because, you know, some of the documents, you have to have, like, a certain amount of money. You have to have paid, like, those um, school fees, by the way. So, yeah, at this point, I had a week or two, Seth. I don't even remember. You said one or two weeks. It wasn't more than that. And I needed to, like, pay my school fees, um, gather the documents, and go for the, applic- for the application, like, submit the application. And I called my dad, and my dad was like, oh, okay. So I find out the details on how to pay the school fees. And yeah, I paid the school fees. And next thing, I went to Lagos because I was in Badon then. Then I went to Lagos, and yeah, when I when I got to Lagos, I had gotten all my documentation and everything. God, let me not lie to you. The visa like process is stressful AF. See, no, let nobody tell you nothing. It's stressful because you know, like you all well. For me personally, I had already gone through like the refusals. I, I didn't apply for Canadian visa. But you know, like all the unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately that I was getting from the schools, it was I was in a frustrated mood already. Like I just wanted to like make this whole Japan thing work and just get out of the country. So I was already agitated for that reason, if that makes sense. And yeah, I paid the school fees, got all my documents ready. Then I went to the office of the agents. They looked through my documents. Then they're not already telling me story that okay, so the thing is. If your parents are sponsoring you, you will need a letter from your parents that states that they are sponsoring you 
a letter of introduction basically and you would also need like some other documents from them to prove that they're your parents basically you get that kind of stuff and yeah. the lady was like um you know your documents these are documents do not generate out of nigeria because my dad doesn't work in nigeria you get i'm like yeah. how do you want the letter to generate out of nigeria when the address of the letter says is not in nigeria she's not like i should go and notarize the letter in like one court state I should, i'm like i would like notarize the documents that came from another country in another country it doesn't even make sense do you get so yeah, i called my dad yeah. i called my dad and my dad was like why are you behaving like this is this the first time you're traveling this and that this and that <laughs> after much drama i decided to just like wing it and i'm like okay you know what this is not the first time i'm applying for visa so probability of them even denying me is very very slim so i'm like let me just have my documents ready and then i went on the um visa submission day mama would drama <laughs> there was so much drama that they got i couldn't um so what's it called you have to the way you, you do the document thing i think you have to like have your documents in five places or four places i don't recall but you have to like print you know in four different places and we, we are talking about original document well i went i think you're supposed to have two original and two photocopies but because me, I did not want to take chances with anything. I decided to print it before original. Do you get? Yeah. Have you have you you've done something like that before, Abby? Yes, just to be sure. Just like exactly. I just spoil. wanted to uh, understand. <laughs> like let affliction not rise again. I decided so to no excuse like, for anything. You get. So I decided to put everything in original copies. Like God no go shame us. So when we got there in the morning, I mean my appointment was for like nine in the morning. And guess what time that I was there? It means me that I was ready to jackpa. Seven thirty. I was at the door. <laughs> you you even lit four for not being there because. <laughs> so yeah, when I got there, um, they were like, um, when is almost your time? Because you know there was still panoramic outside, and everybody was being careful. So they were selecting number of people that would go inside. So when I got there, I'm like, mission number one, make friends. Like, let me find people that you know we resemble each other so i was trying to ask everybody around like please oh who is going to the school i'm going to because all of us there were students then they were not giving out stories visas so it's mostly students and maybe if you were going for work that were getting visas do yet yeah so first order of business i was trying to find someone that was going to my school and i realized that it'd be like say it's only me that is going to this school all the people that I was asking, Griffith College, Griffith College. I'm like, ah, shit, I've not made a mistake like this. Let that carry myself to <laughs> So after a long while, I met this other girl and we had the door together. Me, I even thought that I was not serious. This auntie, I hope she never hears this in Jesus' name. But this auntie, she did not print her document. I was not looking at her like, ah, auntie, are you sure you want to jack her like this? Wait, she had the PDF. She had the yeah, She's like, I'm looking for where to print. I'm so nonchalant. I'm like, ah, um, are you sure you actually want to travel? Because the way our energy was not matching mine. I came like fully prepared. Like, let me just get out of this country. Probably never Do you get? I now told her like. <laughs> I now told her that maybe you should go to that side. Do they are printing there? She had printed and came back. She met me back inside. She now turned to me and said, "Will you believe I just spent seventy k on print?" I said, seventy k. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, she's ready. <laughs> Do you get? Like, I feel yeah. I had changed at this point. That demeanor had changed. I'm like, hey, yeah, sorry, dear. So we were on the ah see oh god this process is frustrating because there were many people and you know there was little time so first order of business when you enter inside the embassy me as a smart girl and a Nigerian as I saw the security man I said sir what's the next number because you're supposed to like get a ticket at the door I'm like sir what's the next number the man said thirty five I said me thirty five sir I'm not number thirty five in Jesus name I said I said no I just buying sorrow man to woman <laughs> is there is there something you can do he said auntie for me in corner i said no problem i would because i had carried cash i carried 20k cash that was my bribe money like if i want to bribe somebody to do let's clear as many rules as possible do you understand so that yeah. i wouldn't be stressed out at all so i talked to the guy and i gave him the 3k i said sir take this trick hold it in your hands thank you very much you now gave me number 16 which was okay by me because the next number was like 10. So I had like six people before me, Abby. Yeah. Next thing, you know, the, I went to like the front of the counter to drop my documents. That's how the auntie said one document is missing. I'm like, that's not possible. <laughs> I arranged this thing with precision in my heart. 
So maybe you should check again. She was like, no, will I be telling you is there when it's not there? I said, yeah. okay. So now I'm back at the end of the line, by the way. Sure you get. And I yeah. went back. I went to go and print like, the PDF of that document again in four places. Then rushed back to go and meet the man. Like, sir, please. I had to um, change. The man was like, ah, effect you want me, you know, that kind of stuff. They cannot give me a number that is not behind them. And the number he last gave me. So I said that I should pay. I said, I beg his destiny. I said, sir, I will add more money. Joe, please, dear. I can't really take that long. By, the, by this time, we we're already talking like 50 people. We we're already like, you know, there were 50 numbers gone. But it was pocketing some of the numbers. You get that's how he does it. And then it would give like somebody that pays him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, you understand. So I said, I said to him, I'm like, please. So he said, okay, no problem. Then he gave me number 20. And then I took 20. And then I sat. We were waiting, 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 waiting for our turn to come. Because if you know that um, visa office, it's the VSF office, is not only Irish visa they do there. They do like almost all European countries, France, Italy, different countries. So like there were many people there for many different reasons. Then we're now on the line, no. That's how we not started hearing news that. <laughs> I said Nigeria will shame you, but let me just talk. <laughs> so they're hearing news that ATMs are not working. What do you mean ATM is not working? How will I pay for the visa? They said POS and ATM for see Kokoto Shishe. At this point, I was already talking to my God within myself. God, I'm, I said, God, I'm not coming back here. I'm gonna come back here. Let's just sort this now today. So oh, fortunately oh, for me, do you get so fortunately for me, I, I, I met somebody like at the VSF office, a guy, he's also in Dublin now. We are friends, we're very cool. So I met him and then I, we were talking like earlier before this OP. We met at the agent's office. And then he turned to me and I was like, oh, some of us are going to go and print. I said print, sorry. So some of us are going to go and look for where to withdraw because their appearance is not working and they don't collect cash. I mean, they said they were going to start collecting cash. Usually they don't collect cash, but because of the situation that they did, they said they're collecting cash. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. So I said, so I said to him, I said, please, bros, name of God, name of God, can I please give you my ATM and then help me to withdraw? Someone that I did not know before, he could have tied my wish. money yeah. and done parana with my money. <laughs> Do you get all my yeah, life savings? Yeah. I could have wasted it there. But then I don't know why I trusted him because, yeah, I mean, he went to Bangkok. He looks like a clean guy. Also, like, I know some of his mutual. I even know his ex. So if you should carry my money, I know where to go. <laughs> you go house. <laughs> Do you get? <laughs> so what's it called? Like, he went. And then uh, even before he got back, because he, he called me, he called me, was like, oh, the first place we went to, they didn't, there's no, he's also not working as well. Like, they were going to go and check another place again. And I said, okay. And I called my boyfriend then. My boyfriend was like, oh, he has, like, cash on him and he will bring 100k to me now now i was i now called him back that bros don't worry about it to me i've seen money don't withdraw for me again then my boyfriend bought the uh, brought the cash then it was now like i was not waiting for payments that was like another one hour waited though by the way i did not eat too hmm. you know because my appointment was in the morning i was thinking like yeah. latest by 12 i would have been done hmm. younger, do you get younger was wiring me i was just snan them like god is today i will leave this country safe <laughs> you know that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah, yeah um after some hours it was finally my turn i went forward and then the woman was checking my documents again guess what the stupid woman she now found the documents that she said that was not there I she now saw it do you get i'm like yeah. no you didn't check well like you did not check she didn't, they don't fire about like, to do anything they're just like flip through and like it's not there it's not i'm like guy but you didn't even check she now looked, do you know this woman didn't apologize? She just looked at me and looked at the thing and then gave it to me and then continued like checking through. I'm like, such a bitch. But that's not even my problem with you. We now finished that one. We did not say that next stage after submission is, um, what do you call it? Um, biometrics. <laughs> that's how affliction started to rise again with my brother. <laughs> biometrics machine was not working. Ha, we now said, do you get at this point? I was even thinking, I said, maybe my village people, maybe they I were for the question, like, I was starting true. to question my own life and existence. I'm like, what's this? Because what maybe was all this actually? What do you say? I, I would be like, maybe I'm not meant to leave, maybe I'm supposed to be the change. Like, yeah, the change. And no, I'm not speaking. I don't like to. It started to cross my mind. I'm like, Maxim, how do you know that you're not the next Moabudu? Stay in this country. <laughs> <laughs> do you get so? Um, next stage, they said biometric was not working, we should wait more. Okay, one hour wait, only two hours. I, I was gauging my stomach. I'm like, 
I'm hungry. Like, I need to eat. And the thing is, if you leave, like, the possibility of them letting you back in is very slim because, like I said, panoramic, they're counting people that are going in and out. And I had already submitted my stuff, so I just had no choice than to wait. So after a couple of hours, and I said we should write our name down and our phone number that they will call us to come back. People not started lamenting. Like, this one was saying, I mean, I came from Kaduna. Me, I came from Potakot. Me, I came from this. How will you tell me to just come back like that? It doesn't even make sense. Okay, when can we come back? They said, we, will, we don't know. When the biometric works, we'll tell you people to come back. So that's why I did not have choice to, than to submit everything and then leave. So I was now at this point, we're now doing the waiting game. The guy that I told you that I he helped me. Wait, you probably know him on Twitter, Seth. Deepo OS. Do you know him? Deepo OS. He's a nuisance on Twitter. So what's it called? Deepo, I now collected Deepo's number. That, but yeah, I should collect your number. Then we can, you know. He can like update me and let me know if he has gotten his own like stuff settled. So one day, Dipona messaged me. Oh, this was in the middle of our waiting game, by the way. We submitted paper in June, like beginning of June, ending of July. We've not gotten word back that we should come and do biometrics. Dipon now messaged me. He now sent me that maximum. I'm now going into depression oh, because at this point, ah. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> it, it, is, it is to go. <laughs> I'm like, myself, my brother, we are in the same um, level though, because as I am like this, I don't even know what's going on anymore. So it was like, we should, maybe we should place a call. And I said, okay. And now I placed a call. Do you know that these people are started giving biometrics dates, but they, they, they hadn't called us? Do you get? I now started calling yeah. other people that we did this thing on that, on that we met together that day, because you know, out of frustration and lamentation, everybody started like exchanging phone numbers. So I started calling everybody, They're like, oh, yeah, I already got my appointment there. I'm like, uh-uh. That doesn't even make sense because my name comes before your name on that list that day, and they've called you and they've not called me. I was wondering again, and where is my village people? I should have oh. called the BSF office. Then I said, Oh, and we we're about to place a call to you, it would eventually get to your turn. But what I think I realized was that most people kind of had already, like, you know, they watered some pockets and oh. you know, greased some hands, like, you know, it's not that kind of this thing that bribed some people, yeah. So Anna said, Anna called. I wasn't very pissed and frustrated that day. I won't even forget. I I, I corrupt against that woman. I'm like, please, when is my date? Please. I was so rude. Then she's like, eh, you can come on so so day. She had the same day with with those people. And then she gave me a time for my appointment. Then we just got there. Same mood as usual. There were many people trying to get visas, many people trying to apply. We entered it, it, it um, took us another side. Then we started doing it by numbers. You know, eventually my number came, my turn came. We did the biometrics thing, and then I left. And that was the end of visa application process. Now it's the waiting game to see if you got the visa or not. Oh, by no. the way, do you get? By the way, I had to write another English test too for the what do you call it for the visa, uh, visa application. Yeah, the school might not necessarily um you know require you to do so if you're from Nigeria. It's not, it's not many schools that require like um, English tests. At least my school do not really require it. Then, but the visa application, they will tell you that you have to do English test. And because it was a panoramic again, um, IELTS people, they were closed. So I had to do du um, Duolingo test. It was online. And that was what I did. I, I was caught very high. I was one of the scoring. <laughs> so yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you know? Very proud. Though. I'm very proud. Then... It was now waiting game now to collect visa. School resumed September. School resumed September um, 28th. I can't forget. Um, and in August, I had not seen visa. That's me and the one I said, messaging each other again. Support system. I said, bros, is it that something else is happening? Bye. Because why have we not gotten the visa? People was like, he doesn't know. Two weeks later, um, this was like ending of August. Um, a friend of his now like messaged him and told him that he had gotten his own. Ah, me and Diko were now panicking that ah, how come people that we did visa together are already collecting their own and they are getting the visa, but we we've not gotten it. Um, so Diko was like, oh, they use UPS, you know UPS now. That's yeah. what they use in delivering the um this thing. Diko now said that maybe we should just go to UPS um, UPS office and just go and find out. So like play like play. Oh, I dressed up. I went to UPS office. I said, please, I think there's a package here for me. They said, what's your name, ma? I, I told them my name. They went inside to search. And like, play, like, play. There was a package sitting down there for me. Then I said, I no, we're planning. Do you get? They said, we're planning to deliver it on Monday. And like, 
today is Thursday, sir. Today is Thursday. How long has this been sitting here? Do you get? I shall left. Do you know I was so nervous to act like I mean I, I've applied to visit to different countries, but this whole um, process was so nerve-wracking that I didn't want to even open that thing. I was just frustrated. I'm like, God, please, no affliction should rise in this matter, please. So when I got home, um my boyfriend took me to go and like pick up the package. When I got to the front of the gate, we sat in the car. I said, Please dear, open it. Where you should open it. The first thing he picked up was um my passport there was a letter inside the thing you plus your documents so send your documents back to you, your original documents and he opened the passport and it was flip because I, my passport is like two booklets so it was flipping through the booklets to find the visa stamp i was like i can't find the visa stamp. i'm like ha what day my village to <laughs> oh god i was so no i was i was actually i was i was i was i was at booklet then it was flipping through. It didn't see like this visa stamp. I now like looked into ah. the envelope. Do you get? Yeah. I looked into the envelope and then I now saw uh what do you call it? The letter. Then I said visa issued. I'm like, ah, ah guy, the visa has been issued now. <laughs> so we looked again and then we now found the visa stamp. I said, Thank you, Lord Jesus. I went inside. My mother was waiting for me at the, by the gate. As I as I opened the gate, like mommy came outside, mom said, huh? So what's the result? I was, I was trying to prank her. I'm like, hmm. They did not answer me. I'm saying, ah, it's not possible. Or possible, but to pray. <laughs> After all the prayers. <laughs> I'm like, like to pray. It's not possible. So she eventually opened it. And then she said, I was, oh, yeah, finally, oh, we can finally, like, you know, rest when it comes to all this. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, that is the end of my visa process. <laughs> So you, you say you have been you have, you have been there for almost a year. Um, um yeah. So I wanted to ask. I, I'm not supposed to ask this question, but I just have to ask. You give okay. me Nigeria, like after this whole. Do I miss like, Nigeria? Yes. Hmm. Sorry, please let me first ask. How long is your podcast supposed to be? One hour or longer? Yeah, one hour or longer. Yeah. Okay, so I can keep talking. Yeah. Because I have plenty things to say. Hmm. You see. Let me tell you something. Nigeria is a shitty place, so no, no doubt. Like I'm not, I'm not disputing with you. Hmm? But yeah. there is no place like home. So when I first got here, um, especially around the situation, like I, I don't know how to explain this to you. When I first got here, like there's this depression that would slap you when you're when you move to a new country, especially if you don't know people here. Does that make I'm sense? I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for it. Ah, my God. <laughs> There's no, amount of, there's no amount of prepared preparation you would do that would honestly like properly prepare you. You 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 wouldn't know you can't you can't understand what I'm talking about until you proper experience it yourself. So let me say some of the things that triggered me when I got here. So um first of all, Irish people are not very uh, what's the word now? What's the word? But Irish people are not very friendly. They're they are friendly, they're nice. Like if you if you work together and you school together. They will smile, oh, hey, hi, but nobody actually wants to be your friend. Nobody wants to know your problem. Nobody wants to know you like that. Jonathan. And yeah. that's why, you know, before I used to judge like Nigerians that come abroad, like, why are you people always clustering? Like, you people who leave Nigeria, go to abroad and still be doing Nigerian yeah, community. Yeah. You understand? Until yeah. I got here, before I understood why there's a Nigerian ESF is not even in Nigerian community, it's an African community. My Ghanaian brother, or Kenyan, or South Africa, no, we all have each other's back because yeah. yes, because nobody else has our back. Does that make sense? And yeah, if you yeah, move yeah. to Ireland, especially Ireland, Irish people are not they are not very open to other people culturally. That let's put it like that. Um, yeah. So when I first moved here, I mean I didn't know anybody, I was finding my way myself, starting from scratch, thinking about the bottom person in the society, that's you. You don't know anything. Do you understand? Yeah. And the system is the system is favorable, but it's not really to your in your own favor at the same time. The system is good to its to its citizens, but it's not good to you. When I moved to Ireland, I, I don't know how it works in America, neither do I know how it works in Canada. But you know, I, I feel like over the over at those places you could just pick up your phone, go on maybe indeed or something and apply for a job and get it. Here in Ireland, it doesn't really work that way as well. You have to most of the times when you see people that actually have jobs that are Nigerian or whatever, you ask them, well, how did you get the job? It's by referral. Like somebody was leaving the job then brought me in. 
do you get that kind of stuff so yeah it's crazy it's crazy but i don't blame you have to know you have to know people you understand what i mean now you have to actually know people when you get here try to start like networking meeting different people i mean look at me now since last year i've been trying to apply for pps i was looking for employment letters to apply for pps and just last week i met somebody randomly and i was like oh i'm trying to apply for pps and he's like oh i can use my company because the person is working in the company already um he's like a manager of the company and he's like oh, i can use my money and my company's name to give you an employment letter for the pps so you could just go ahead and apply do you get that's how it works you actually have yeah. to know people so you need like support system but you know when i got here it was in the middle of panoramic again we're not able to go out when able to meet people inside. you understand so it was frustrating proper then i realized that i even used to go weeks without talking to another human being the place i was living was also like close to school and my school is like outskirts of the ski- of the city so proper depression was setting in <laughs> do you get it's yeah, just but, but, to... but they were not taking light they were not taking well, and the were good. they won't take the light they will not what else will you be depressed about you will be depressed, you know, when, my dear. You will be depressed when you can't find a job, when you can't well, communicate that's, with that's other people, when you can't communicate with other people. You can't find friends. You can't find nothing. And when you also get to the realization that you probably would never find a proper job, that's another conversation that I don't think people are ready to have. And I feel like it's going to be triggering when I start. Let me explain it to you. I'm not discouraging you. If you want, if you want to, if you have an opportunity to leave Nigeria, take it, no matter what. I don't yes, know. What I, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you studied in school, but I will tell you this for free. You see those tech bros, those tech bros, eh? Yeah. They are the ones that are actually like this abroad life is meant for. Tech bros, medical students, and well, people in those fields. Oh, you're a medical person. No, tech person. Ah, you're a tech person, my dear. You're about to be rich. Because like <laughs> when you get here, the thing is that for the tech people, they are like okay, so how would I put it now? Ireland is like the is like the Silicon Valley of Europe. So Google, Netflix, all of those places, they're in Ireland. Does that make sense? Yeah so they are obviously always looking to hire new people and if they're working for like a company like that they have like quarters where they need like um what how do i put it they need them um, diversity that's the word so they need to hire like diverse set of people do you get but if yeah. you're if you're applying to an irish company probability of you getting is very slim do you get yeah that's also something that i had to come like to to terms with like if you're do if you're applying you know if, um to like irish companies probability of you getting it is very is very slim now the thing is like i said referrals if you somebody know somebody you are leaving the place you can easily get a job okay but you see you but tech people there's yeah. always jobs for you guys always do you get and you know like people in the medical field and whatnot but you see in journalism my dear is ah. not strong it's not so it's not so at all so a truth that most most Nigerians that leave the country don't tell people in Nigeria, I would say is that majority of people come here and they do minimum jobs, minimum wage jobs. Obviously, if you put that minimum wage back into Naira, eh, you are a king, you are balling. You understand, you are balling. But if you're living in this economy on that minimum wage, it's not necessarily so. For example, you know, when you come here as a student, you can only work for 20 hours do you yeah. get per week and 20 let's say the minimum wage is 10 um 10 euros that's 20 hours times um 20 times 10 i be that's 200 hours per week times yeah. four that's 800 hours per month do you understand yeah now if you're living somewhere like in dublin that 800 that you're making that's your rent just the rent that's your rent yeah do you understand now so yeah. it's tough it is tough like and it's proper tough and as a, as a student like for you you understand you get and for a student for you to you can't even do multiple jobs there if you do it it's against your visa and by the time you're applying for your stamp one g you it would affect you do you get so as a student ah. it's very dicey for you to work 40 hours during school time you can only work 20 hours nobody will give you 40 hours job nobody wants to get in trouble do you get um yeah. but when it's when it is um during the holiday you're allowed to work 40 hours 
when it's back to school time, yeah, 20 hours. Does that make sense? So, yeah. my dear, for example, now I live in Limerick. Limerick is not bad. I mean, in, in Limerick, you can still survive on 800 euros. But if you live somewhere like Dublin, you cannot survive on 800 euros. They said they want to kill you. Do you get? So you now find people in Dublin saying, okay, they, are, they need to find like multiple jobs and or try to find places that will give them more hours to work, but will not put it on the books. Do you get? So you now okay. see people finding jobs like warehouses or some funny, funny, funny places. And it's stressful. It's a lot of work. You'll be exhausted to the fucking core. Do you understand? Yeah. And that's how most people actually like, most people don't move past. They don't progress past that. Most people don't eventually find office jobs. They just do all those minimal jobs, minimal jobs until, you know, like maybe they finally get their papers or they get their um, permanent residency. And Nigerians will tell you, like, if you're coming here, they'll say, oh, come, there's plenty jobs, there's plenty this. And in your mind, well, I had the ideology that uh, plenty jobs, they mean that when I come here as far, um, I will quickly find office job or something, or I'll find a good job finally for my qualification. You understand? Yeah. I'll see like a job that fits my qualification, and yeah, that's it. You know, my life has started. But the truth is, what they mean by there's plenty jobs and there's plenty opportunities is actually there's plenty minimal jobs. By minimal jobs, I mean cleaning. Um, you know what do you call it? Like taking care of old people. You know this thing that I'm saying. Eh? Most people that live here will never come out to come and tell somebody that is not in, in this country that when you come. Hey guys, just before we continue with this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe on any platform you're listening to this from so you could get notifications when we drop good content like this. Yeah, it's like a, they will do like a lesson for you that you see other shakara that is in Nigeria that I cannot clean toilet, I can forget it outside. Do you get? Like it's, it's a, outside, you, know, just, in Nigeria. you get. Like that one is in Nigeria that you'll be saying that one, but here, I'm, uh, you guys do what you guys do. Do you understand that kind of stuff? Yeah. But, this, me, I'm telling you because I wish somebody told me. Does that make sense? Not like yeah. I wouldn't have come still, but it would have prepared my mind that, okay, guy. Yeah. And, you know, people are very different in this life. I always say, like, not all of us come from the same background or have the same opportunities and whatnot. I'm not going to lie to you. Me, as I am like this, I cannot, I can't do it. Does that make sense? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't bring myself to it. I feel like that's what will send me into depression. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's exactly what will send me into depression. Like if I start cleaning one of woman's toilets, oh, I would just run mad. Do you get? But mm. it doesn't mean that like I'm not looking at when anybody that is doing it. Everybody's doing what they have to do to survive. But I feel like somebody should have been more realistic with me on telling me that oh okay if you come to Europe, oh, this is how it goes. This is how it goes. Do you get? Yeah. Yeah. So that one is that. So um, I was going to ask. You to tell us about your first experience and getting to Ireland, but you said like most of it. But I still mm. want to ask in terms of like the educational system, how did they how did they receive you? Okay. okay. Uh okay, so how do I put it now? Let me tell you something. There was a great shock for me. Not because not like it's not really a shock shock, but I'm not going to lie to you. When the way like you know how Nigerian lecturers can be now. That if you miss deadline like this, that's it. You're not feeling. You get you can carry sacrifice. If you sacrifice, you carry because you can't feel the God. But here, I realize that there's so much like freedom. Like you know, they want you to pass. Yes, the system is set up for you to excel. That's the point. That's what I'm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Do you get like if you have just small them Ah, oh, today I'm feeling kind of distressed. Um, I'm not feeling a hundred percent myself. The way they will be like, oh, it's okay. You can take the day off. You can, uh, uh. <laughs> so like, I remember my first day of school. The first lecture I had was this um, lady. She's an old woman. This woman should be in her seventies. Very old woman. When I saw that woman, I'm like, ha, ah, this course. That this woman, I go like, do you get that? This woman go wicked, go. You know that kind of stuff. I was already judging yeah. her, but you know the Nigerian way. When they say you have a female lecturer, forget about it. In the end. So I was I was kind of nervous. I'm like, ah, Omo, how will I do it now that my lecturer is this and that? But as time progressed, I realized that this woman is the sweetest person, God. She gives audience to everyone. And, you know, some of the lecturers really like it when they are international students in their class. They would, like, give you preferential and not preferential, but they will always give you, like, the platform to talk. They want you to, to, to share your experience. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. So now, the only thing that is different is 
you see the students, like the fellow people that are your age mates. That's where the problem are, that's where the problem lies. Some of them are racist as shit. I mean, I kind of had I, well, I had like multiple different encounters with bastard people, but you know, I was <laughs> able to but me, I'm if the battle of who is more crazy, if you think you are mad, I will tell you that I'm madder. Do you understand? So, like, I mean, yeah. there was there were like a little bit of issues when I had like to do group work with some of them, and they just have this condescending way of like talking to you like as if it's not God that created you, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was able to like overcome calm that because me, I'm not normal anyway. I will give it to you. I even like filed a I filed like a complaint to school on top of one person's head this last semester. Like I told him, I said this person is racially profiling me in class and I'm not going to take it anymore. Like, I mean, why would I be on a group chat with you and you'll be telling me something like, you, your behavior is always very rough and aggressive because I told you what you did, I don't like it. Do you get I'm like, why would you yeah, use yeah, specific yeah. words towards me? Like, why? Do you understand? Yeah, but yeah. you would run into things like that. And there was a time we were doing um, this program for school because, I, I mean, like I said, I was, I was studying journalism. And we're doing this interview with different people, especially like the Muslims, the ones that wear hijab and stuff. And these girls were talking about how people were yanking their hijabs off inside school, inside the school, like fellow students. So ah. you would hear stories like that. And you, well, let me tell you something. There's nowhere you will go to in the world with white people that you will not like probably encounter racism one or two times. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times that me and my friends will be taking a stroll in the middle of the road. There was a time, there was a day we were taking a stroll in the middle of the road. and. This lady was approaching us. She, this lady almost ran into the middle of the road just so that she would avoid us. She was so scared. We're not looking at her like, ah. did we touch you? Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you would experience things like that once in a while, but you would grow a thick screen towards it because it won't even matter to you anymore. There was one day that another one was running away from us on the road like that. We're just laughing. I say, ah, ah, what happened to this one? Then that kind of stuff. We just laugh at them and just move on from it. But before... When we first came, it used to pain. Like, you'd be in your soul, you'd be like, ah, what's that? So, like, I mean, you would see racism on TV, and you know what racism is, but by the time racism starts happening to you, happening to is, you, you yeah. yeah, you'll be taken aback a little, like, oh, so this is what they used to say is racism. <laughs> you get. So, yeah. 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 So, um, I was going to ask, um, what are the good parts to staying in island what what are the good parts what what have you seen okay. you like the good parts is number one apart from the fact that they're going to find twitter and <laughs> yeah but yeah number one the thing is obviously peace of mind like i mean i wake up every day and i look at where i live and i'm like ah thank you jesus do you understand that's mm. number that's- one and you know you just have that peace of mind that no Ikorodu boys or one million boys is coming to come and break your head. <laughs> I can walk in I can walk in the middle of the of the road, only me as a babe. And I'm not looking back like, you know, she somebody's coming to come and snatch my yeah. phone. Yeah. You know that kind of peace of mind. It comes with peace of mind. Um, number two, you know that if you eventually keep pulling through, you know that at the end of the day, success is yours. You get except if your village people are on your matter. But at the end of the day, yeah, on the other day, if you're really like going to plan to stay for the long run, you know that is inevitable. You can't, even if it's minimum wage job you start with, whatever you're doing, you would probably progress eventually, and then they will start paying you. I am, you shall know that that financial security will be there. Do you get? Yeah, um, number two, number three, number three will be that Ireland is very diverse, so you would see people from different parts of the world. I mean. I have Italian friends and Ghanaian friends, different, different type of people. So you meet like a vast majority of people and you you would you would learn new cultures and you know there's a there's a mentality we have in Nigeria, right? Well I wouldn't I wouldn't really say for me because I, I try not to mix with people that are insane, but there are many times that you would talk to people in Nigeria. <laughs> you know, when you, try, you talk to people in Nigeria and you just see the ideologies those off. You know, like, what's wrong with this one? Do you get like they were like, yeah. people should die. They must die. Are you like, ah, exactly. you, you, you that you are committing adultery. Have you died? Is it not the same thing? It's not the same thing. Exactly. But like you meet people here and they're so liberal. They're open guys, to like. You understand. And you yeah. guys just have conversations for long. And you're like, yes. Like, yes, this is where I belong. I don't belong in that get talks. Do you get? 
So yeah. yeah, I would say like that's one of the those are the joys really. Okay, and my my last question was going to be the standard of living for students. Mm. Okay. In the okay. sense where in the sense where um I have I have friends that I have a friend actually that schools in somewhere somewhere in Canada and he's like he's like because the parents are the ones sponsoring him it's it's very very yes. expensive yeah. and all and everything and even like yeah. boy yeah. complained everything was about Canada but I was looking at the conversion rate and I was like but why would mm. you like you mm. saw the school and all and did you know yeah. did you ask about how the standard of living rent and all is so I was going to ask how is how is like the the cost the standard of living uh, okay like, let me let me let me break it down into different sections let's start with you know rent one let's start with feeding two transportation and let's say you know buy yourself new stuff because you know obviously you are young we want to buy the new macbook <laughs> so now rent it depends on where you're living in ireland if you're living in dublin sorry to you and yours oh my struggle gone <laughs> do you get Dublin yeah. is the is obviously the major city, the capital city, and obviously like all capital cities, Dublin is a little bit expensive on the expensive side. For you to have like a proper nice place to live in Dublin, it will cost you. Mm, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It will cost you. Let's say let's say like eight hundred. Sure. I don't think there's lower. There might be. I might be wrong. But most of my friends that are students and are staying in student accommodations. They are play. They are paying about eight hundred euros per um month. Do you get eight hundred euros per month? Is about per month. Per month, yeah, that's about four hundred and sixty-eight k. That's a year rent in Lagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hey. not for the week. <laughs> I brought is not the week. that we complain yeah, about yeah. in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Been so, so, so if you have so someone so, sponsoring so. you from Lagos, you are going to come. They will be paying 400 k <laughs> <laughs> It's not easy. It's not easy. So now, um, we've this. So where I live in Limerick, you see, Limerick is where you come to come and like you're a young guy and you're just trying to make it in this life. I will say you come to. Uh -huh. I say you should come to Limerick. Limerick is um, you know, is you you can find a nice. Uh, the, the thing that people do here is that you get a let's say like you get a house and then you like six of you will be sharing it like there'll be six rooms six of you will be sharing the rent do you get so that yeah. way you can cut costs so people do that a lot here i was in the student accommodation at first when i first got here and in the student accommodation i was in i was paying about 400 euros a month i paid everything at once yeah my dad paid for the whole year um like your ac academic year rent but wow. 400 a month is about 230k do you get 230k a month and then i paid for electricity and bills and whatnot i paid for the academic year which was about 800 euros and yeah that one was there so if many people also like you know like i said they will go and find people that want to rent together let's say six of you can come together get a place together they'll be paying together most people that do that they usually pay about 350 euros or yeah, about three hundred and fifty euros, yeah, to four hundred. You'll find a nice place that only you can stay. I know that can I mean you can stay with people, you can share with people. You guys the only thing you people will be sharing would just be maybe the kitchen or the living room. Do you get just like the normal university life outside hosting? You understand exactly, yeah. but you, you get that kind of stuff. But when I left the student accommodation, I told myself I'm like I can't I can't do that shit again. Is it get talks okay. because fights do usually occur. I lived with um myself you do usually occur my dear so i lived with um a there was three white people so two boys two white guys and one white girl and then two nigerians but they're irish nigerians and by the way you see irish nigerians like irish people irish um, like nigerians that grew up here and have passport and all that the way they will look down on the rest of you like it's not god that created you there was one that came to my meeting and is like yeah there was one that came to my meeting and is like why did you come to this country? Like, I heard that people used to come here to come and, like, do better. Like, why Ireland of all places? Like, Ireland is not that great. And I was looking at her mouth, like, maybe it's because God said that they should burn you here. You can't say rubbish. <laughs> and, like, you're from a different Nigeria now. Do you get? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have been to... There was, you get. 
somebody literally walked up to me and said like this one is, is I, I take him like a little brother like he was all of them are young by the way they were like 17 18 i was the i was the elder in the house <laughs> yeah. so yeah i don't usually get like get offended by whatever they say so he came and i was like well do you all come you have a macbook and you have like the latest iphone and you have airpods and he came to ireland to come and struggle i don't get it and i'm like i didn't come here to struggle in jesus name <laughs> <laughs> Struggle is not my portion. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. So basically, moving on. Uh. So now, after like accommodation and stuff, I will say if you're coming to Ireland, me, I will advise you that you should probably not do Dublin at first, especially if money is tight. Like Dublin, it could be very difficult. And Dublin is a hostile kind of place. Like it's like it's kind of like Lagos. It's not as fast as Lagos, but like you have to be able to do four jobs, five jobs. Somebody wants to quickly snap picture here and there. You can say, ah, I know how to snap picture, sir. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that but, kind of thing. The whole yeah, life. Yes. But Limerick is more laid back. I mean, I stay in Limerick and I kind of enjoy it here. Most Irish people will tell you that um, Limerick is for old people. It's for people that want to retire. But I would tell you that. Take my advice. If you want to, like, go somewhere, don't just, like, charge yourself into Dublin. Then there are all those, the other cities that um, as well that are also good. Cork is nice, but Cork is almost as expensive as Dublin. Do you get? Yeah. But you can still find accommodation for good prices in Cork. It's not that bad. And where I currently stay now in Limerick, the reason why I say Limerick is good is this. Let me put, let me paint a picture for you. So where I live in Limerick, we, me and my friends, just two of us, we have a, we, we live in a high-rise building. Do you get? It's by the river and everything. It's like one of the proper major places to live in Limerick. And they are paying about 1,005. Let's just put it like that plus bills per month. And, you know, between two people, we share it between each other. And we, that's 750 per person. That's not even still up to a single bed. Do you know single bed? You know, it's by bed that they still rent out in this place. It's by bed. It's by bed, though, dear. It's, we have double bed, we have single bed. So, should in case you you need plenty of space on the bed, you pay more. Like saying a uni bed. Do you understand? And me and my friend, we have two, we have a double bed. Like both of us have a double bed. We have a living room that is nice and cozy. We have a mad view of the river, and we pay. And what we pay is not even up to what people in Dublin pay for a single bed. Wow. Sure, you understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So, so because of living. Limerick is quite like it's, it's significantly quite, lower. Yes, especially for students. And University of there are many schools inside Limerick. University of Limerick is there, which is the like most popular school, the biggest one. That's my school. And we have Griffith College, we have Mary Immaculate, we have LIT. So there are many there are different varieties of like schools and options for people to go to here. I don't know why you know everybody wants to be in the you know, like if you go to the UK now, everybody wants to be in London. Sure you get. Yeah. So it's kind of like everybody wants to be in Dublin, but I'm like, you're suffering yourself because me, yeah, I'm enjoying my life here. It's not that bad. It's not as bubbling as Dublin, but it's not bad either. I live in the city centre for crying out loud. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm happy, Sha. So everybody and, their, everybody and their own preference, you get. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then when it comes to like, you know, that's normal and keep keeping up. You want to be a big boy. You want to look good. Everybody day, everybody day budget here. Nobody is using Gucci to oppress the next person. That's the different, you know, like that. All that behavior is Nigerian behavior. Nobody will look at you and say yeah. you're not wearing Gucci shoe. Nobody will look at you and say you're not wearing like the latest designer or whatnot. Do you get? As long as you wear clothes, you understand. I mean, yeah. most people, most people dress to express their individuality here. So you see, most of us are shopping on Boohoo, including guys. Most of us are shopping on PLT. So, like, you know, cost of living is not so terrible. Plus, restaurants, when restaurants open up, uh, well, some of the restaurants are open now, and you see, like, with 50 euros, you and your guys can go out, eat, take cute pictures, and still be okay. Do you understand? So, yeah, it's yeah. not so bad. Wow, wow, wow. So, um, we are rounding up. We are coming to the end of this wonderful podcast, mm -hmm. this episode, because this episode is very, very nice. And then, I'm, first, I'm, I'm happy. Add, I'm happy that is nice. Are, are you yeah. planning? Are you are you planning on coming back? Because okay, I have, that's I have, a very very good question. Yeah. Because I have a guest that was telling me one time that ah, I don't want to come back. Oh, one in the US, so like, I want to come back. You want like, to come like, back? Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> Anybody that is living in their brother, they don't want to come back because my dear, co easy, it didn't easy. 
my mommy, I've missed my mother's face. <laughs> I need my mommy's hug. She was supposed to come with me like when I traveled initially, but you know, because of panoramic again, they were no, it was only like students and workers and like I said, that were getting visa. So yeah, um, the thing about me is that like I said, I didn't really come here for Jaffa. Does that make sense? Just so I there was mind. nothing for school. I just wanted to go to school and you know do the master's thing and get it over with. And I'm and very like and just and Jaffa as well. Like I won't say I'm going to go back to Nigeria and go and sit here. There's nothing in Nigeria for me, Jay. Do you get but um like I have like new opportunities that are coming up and I I'm definitely going to explore them. So I might not be here for that long. So you're going to come back to this place. I'm glad we are all of us oh, yeah, in December to together. We have to get to December together. But no, other than that, but other yeah. than that, I, I'm not staying. I'm not. I don't see myself staying in Nigeria. I'm not going to stay in Nigeria. I mean, for the next two years, I have a visa to be here. Do you get like? Because obviously, you get full study visa. I did a master's, and after then, you get two years full study visa. Um, yeah, I would have that, but I don't know if I'm going to be here. But you know, I have opportunities that are going to that are coming up and things that I'm working on, and I'm definitely going to explore them as well. So it was it was nice talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Thank no you problem. Very much no problem. For being on this podcast, I've been it's listening to it. So, so yeah, it's, it's nice. It's been Thank fun. It's been so much fun. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Here's an highlight of what the next episode is going to be like. And I'm saying to my Nigerian listeners. Uh, Daniel Marvin loves you guys. There is nothing. We don't hate each other. We troll. We make fun. We move on. There is no permanent hate. So those who don't understand social media, world in Africa, Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, Senegal, Congo, Angola, I say guys, social media is not about hate. Hillary, where you been promised to marry? Still they wait so boy, she don't tarry. When she see you now, inside ovation, you marry only both from another nation. Use mago mago keto. Now your only boy wife don't know. Next thing you know, she don't go report you. Waiting you know, they don't report you. I wish, say, I feel rich you anyway. You day, you day, far away. That one no say me good a bonaria, oh, motherland, yo. I told that believe. No matter where you go, make you not forget area. Stop my tail. Area. Oh, oh, oh. Nana enjoy. Till they battle it, but I want You been saying now one year. You can't turn to two years. You don't go for seven years. But you deserve 11 years Even when your papa buy Plus the tears your mama cry Buy your for Chicago Then they miss you for Coco Beyond do for Canada Your mama still they wonder Iba wolo to my pada Remember for Niger you get yawo Koda bile, koda bile, koda bile Koda bile, koda bile Ajuma da bileo, how I wish, say, yeah, yeah. I feel rich you anywhere you day, brother man, you day, far away. That's one no say make you the bonaria, oh, motherland, yo. You say you go call. Everybody wait tired for your call Will tell why you go like so From Germany to carry cocoa enter Yankee But then cocoa bus for your belly Rest in peace, you fly away Come one day if one day your feet come back yo. Your papa land you understand Say you day so far away Long, long way from home, long, long way. From home, you got a long, long way. From home, home, a long, long way. 
from your papa land. No matter where you go, make you not forget. Area, area. Sounds so tired, Ninja Ninja, how we doing it? All my brothers in the west, all my brothers in the east, north, south, you know how we doing it. And all these people with the rulers, make I try make Ninja sweet so that people go want to come back home. Respect, Kenneth's music. Peace out, Jiggy. Now we doing it. Kenneth's man. Respect, 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 all my people in the house.